everybody, and thank you for joining Hashtag No Limits today. Today's episode is pre-recorded. I am on vacation this week. I hope that you all had a wonderful 4th of July and that you are safe and having a wonderful week this week. Hashtag No Limits is about people who society has placed limits upon but who have busted through those limits. Ophelia says in Hamlet that we know who we are but not who we will be. And I... 100% believe that. And I believe that there is no better example of that than the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. The caterpillar literally dissolves into its cells and then reforms itself into the butterfly. And then it has to struggle to get out of the cocoon in order for its wings to be strong enough for it to fly. And obviously that's no easy task, but neither is busting through those limits that society has placed upon a person. Now, my guest today, Erica Lyles, is a music therapist down in Florida, and she is one of the people that is coming along and sort of being that cocoon, helping people reform and helping them bust through those limits and giving them the strength to shine. So, Erica, thank you so much for being with us today. How are you? Oh, thank you so much, Shelly. I'm honored to be here. I am doing fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And Erica is a new mom. She has an adorable baby boy who's just a few months old. And uh, her mom and I recently got to meet in person. Her mom and I have known each other for a few months. And so it's been very nice um, to see Erica and her little baby through her mom's pictures and, um, and now having this opportunity. So I definitely want to give a shout out to your mom and thank her for introducing the two of us. So Erica, tell us about yourself and what you're doing now that you're being a support for people. Wow. So, um, Let's see, about myself, uh, originally I'm from St. Louis and now I'm in Palm Beach County, Florida. Uh, and what brought me here was pursuing my internship um, for music therapy. So in order to become a music therapist, we have to you know, do our internship and then uh, pass a board certification exam, um, which I just got my research completed. So I'll be Yay. certified until 2020, wait, where are we? 26, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yeah, so that brought me here. Um, originally I started working with, um, uh, the hospice population, um, and then, uh, made the transition into, uh, the special needs population and more specifically autism. So a lot of people wonder, or may wonder what music therapy really is. Um, so I'll explain a little bit about that. Music therapy is the use of music in a therapeutic setting to achieve uh, a, a, a therapeutic goal. So, um, you know, it's evidence-based and it's clinical work. Uh, if you think about, you know, the work that maybe an occupational therapist does or a physical therapist does, music therapy can do similar things. Uh, it's just, we get to use music as our tool and our method and techniques. Um, so, you know, we're helping uh, clients um, achieve different goals. Uh, that's that's really what makes us stand out from, you know, a musician or a performer. Um, I mean, we're all musicians and performers, but, you know, we have that extra um, skill, that extra training um, that helps us, you know, to be able to tap in a, a little bit deeper or a lot deeper. Um, you know, we're helping people with communication skills and goals, you know, helping them to express themselves, um, helping them with motor functioning, motor skills, um, helping them uh, emotionally, 
um, you know, process emotions and feelings, helping them uh, with mental health needs. Um, so just to kind of give everybody an overview, um, and we do work in a lot of different settings. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, we're in the hospice setting. Um, so those goals are, you know, based on end of life care, symptom management, um, you know, processing grief, things like that. And then now currently working with uh, the special needs population, it's a lot more, you know, like developmental goals. Um, you know, how do we get this client to, um, you know, make eye contact? Um, how do we get this client to, um, you know, use words and, and, and use their, their iPad to communicate, but they can do that through a song, you know? Um, so Oh, and, and, you know, like, like I said, we're in a lot of different settings, the hospital setting, geriatric, um, you know, mental health, substance abuse, uh, you know, private practice, you name it, uh, we're, we're there, we're, we're present and we're growing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I forgot the, the rest of your question, but just to give everybody an overview of, of what we do and, and, you know, why, why I'm here. Yeah, no, there, I was taking notes because there's a few things that I wanted to make sure to go back to and ask you. And so um, I think you answered my question. It was, you know, tell us about yourself and tell us how you got to where you are today. So what was it about music therapy that you were drawn to? Why did you choose that as your career? Oh, well, I've always been musical. Um, I started playing violin. I think I was in second grade um, or maybe first. I don't remember. I, I was young. Uh, but, you know, I have a musical family. We're always singing and, you know, dancing, have music blasting. You know, my parents would let me just sing, you know, till my heart was content. In my room, <laughs> like, you know, just. Ah! Um, and my grandmother, she's musical. My dad, music major. Like, you know, it's it's always been about music for us. So that's been just, you know, ingrained in me. Um, and then I wanted to do something that would help people as well. And. I was kind of interested in sciences, but not great at it. So I didn't really see much of a piece of, you know, becoming like a doctor or something like that. I was like, right. oh, it's not going to be me. Um, and I, you know, I thought about teaching, but, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's for me either. Um, but I came across uh, at this summer program in St. Louis. Um, I came across this, uh, we were at a career, no, a college fair there. And um came across this counselor for my alma mater, Maryville University, shout out. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, the counselor was talking to me and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And he said, have you heard about music therapy? And I was like, what, you know, what's that, you know? Yeah. And so he started to explain it to me and it was just like, oh, you know, it was just like a match made in heaven. You know, it sounded perfect. And some other connections happened. Um, you know, I knew somebody that, you know, worked at the university and all that stuff. So it all just came together. And I was like, this is a perfect, you know, field for me. I mean, I, I knew instantly, I, they, you know, because I, I know a lot of people kind of struggle, you know, they might mm -hmm. do like general studies, when, you know, their first semester and, you know, make do another whole career path and then they end up switching, you know, but I knew I was blessed right then and there, like, this is what I have to do, music therapy. And, I, and actually, um, initially I wanted to start out my career with, um, with kids and with kids with special needs, but I took a little, you know, diversion, but still music therapy. Um, yeah, that's how, I, that's how, that's how it came into my, into my heart. <laughs> That's wonderful. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that you originally were thinking of going into working with children, because when I think about music therapy, I'm a former special education teacher, so I think music therapy with children. But I want you to speak for just a moment, if you don't mind, about 
the other music therapy applications. You spoke about hospice. You spoke in, about geriatrics. Um, so I, that is not an area that I realized was part of a music therapist's area. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit more? I know you mentioned a, a few things, you know, like for end of life care and that sort of thing and the grief counseling. Um, like what is sort of a typical session like or maybe more of an overview if that's easier? Sure, sure. So it's kind of hard to, yeah, I'll give a, a general overview because sessions can, you know, can vary so drastically. You know, you might see a client one day and we're doing one thing and then, you know, the next session is like they need something else, you know. Mm -hmm. For the most part with the population that I work with now, since we're working towards like those developmental goals, they kind of, you know, end up looking about the same because it's like we want to, you know, see improvement and, you know, make sure we're meeting those goals. But as far as like the hospice um, work, you know, uh, I would go in, um, you know, with my guitar, um, you know, get to know the patient, the families, you know, if they were coherent, um, and able to, to, to share, otherwise we would look at their charts, their medical charts, um, you know, and just see like, you know, what they, you know, what their background is, what they liked, if there's any kind of notes like that, um, their age, which is always important because, um, and it's something, you know, good for, for everyone to know, you know, we don't just use classical music. I think people might say music therapy, you'd probably just play classical music. And no, you know, we use whatever our clients like because that's what they're going to connect with. That's what they're going to respond best to, you know? So if I walked into someone's room and, you know, start playing, you know, Bach and they hate classical music, that's not <laughs> therapeutic. You right. know? They might want some uh, Metallica or ACDC or, you know, Stevie Wonder or something like that. And right. then so I'd have to learn, you know, those songs, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and go in there and, and, you know, provide that care for them. So, um, so we get to know their background um, and then, uh, you know, depending on their symptoms. So if someone was having pain, um, you know, we might do use some relaxation techniques along with the music. So, you know, starting off the music, um, you know, maybe at a faster tempo, maybe to match their, their breathing rate. Um, and then we will gradually slow the music down. That's the beauty of, you know, having the live music because you can control that and, and really right. control the atmosphere and the energy. So we're slowing everything down. And then that client's taking deeper breaths and then they're more relaxed and then they fall asleep. So, you know, and that to us, that was an indicator of, okay, they're comfortable, you know, no more pain, right. you know, for the moment. So, um, you know, that's so incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, you know, geriatric population, and we did this a lot in hospice too, you know, we had a lot of clients that had um, dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they weren't often able to re recall their name, their family's name, you know, interact in a, in a meaningful way. Um, but they could still recall song lyrics and sing along, you know, and, and, and some memories would be stirred, you know, that just has to do with how music uh, impacts the brain. Um, you know, it just highlights every region of the brain. So, you know, there's a certain uh, section of the brain that that triggers emotional responses. So, you know, you play a song for someone or, you know, they're singing or something like that, and they might start to cry, you know, or they might start to smile or they might say, oh, yeah, I remember when I was with John and we were driving down the road and we heard this song, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really beneficial. You know, I think most people experience music in some type of way. So I think that's why it's so powerful. And I mean, it ha you know, music is, is based on frequencies and, you know, so are our bodies and like, it's just, it's all interconnected. <laughs> <amazing>. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. And it, it is such a, 
I think there is science behind it. I know you said you weren't excited about the sciences, but yeah. I, I think that, you know, that the science of, like you said, how the brain is affected by music and the different parts and how they're differently affected by music. One of the other things that I wrote down is uh, I wrote down a student's name from um, my past, and I'm not going to say the name, but I remember she was nonverbal. And we would have local high school bands. They would come around and perform once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And we would be in the auditorium with a few hundred students. At, you know, like the whole school would come in to listen to this band. And there would be tones that the second one of those tones was played, she would start to cry. Wow. And there were you know, there would be songs where, you know, they would have the range of highs and lows and slows and fasts, and she would get it, like when the music got really slow and darker, mm -hmm. and she would cry. Wow. She was just amazing at, you know, and I look around the auditorium, and there were kids that they were giggling, or they, they didn't get the connection to the music, or if they, you know, sometimes they would bring their choirs with them. And if the choir would sing a song, you know, and it would have a sad section in it, she got that. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was so amazing to watch. And so I've always been interested in how music plays in our development. And I had an aunt one time that she was a former teacher too. And she said, you know why everybody knows the letters of the alphabet? And I was like, because we all practiced it and we were all taught. And she said, no, because it's to a song. Mm -hmm. You learn it because it's to a song. And she says, I firmly believe that if we could teach everything by song, mm -hmm. so much more would be learned and retained. Yeah. And I, and I think that kind of speaks to what you said with your, some of the Alzheimer's patients and some of the patients with dementia, because yeah, they're not able to necessarily recall the present, mm -hmm. but those songs that they learned in their younger days are there. Yes, yes, absolutely. So absolutely. that that is, yeah, um, when your mom told me that you were in music therapy, I was very excited because <laughs> I feel like this is a field that probably doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely something I feel that is, busting, helping people bust through limits, you know, I mean, like you, like you talked about, or maybe it was in one of the interviews that I watched on your website, but um, getting that eye contact, mm -hmm. teaching communication skills, yeah. you know, some of those things are limits that the kids are, are, or even the adults are busting through because of the music therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that is just fascinating. So I've, um, I think it's on, and I love what you do on your Facebook page. I don't know if you're in charge of it or who's in charge of giving the song lyric for you or your session. I think you give those every day or maybe a couple a day. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I think that's so awesome because there's, they trigger memories, like you said. And, mm -hmm. and then it kind of, you might start thinking about the song and you, you know, the songs tend to, for me, make me happy, but there are those songs that, you know, yes, okay, they, they do make me a little sad because they are attached to sad memories. But um, for the most part, it's, it's a very wonderful experience. So what I'm hoping you're seeing now yes. is your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, and so I guess this was, yeah, this was just posted today. Um, and this is a typical session. So let me back up, share the audio. And this this little boy, he has autism. I've worked with him, and now um, our other therapist, Megan, uh, is working with him. But he's he's. Can you hear it? Uh huh. This, okay. So she's really like letting him lead, you know, but non-verbal. So your volume isn't messing up. He is getting louder. And when he gets louder, she gets louder. And when he got softer, she got softer. So I did just want to make that clear so that some, you know, somebody didn't think, oh, my volume's all messed up. It got really loud and then I couldn't hear it. That's so a really I'm, good point. <laughs> um, so I really like, you know, that part of the therapy. And, and I was happy to have you explain what was happening. Now, where did it go? Um, what was happening in the session itself? Because... Oh, there. Oh, allowing, okay. yeah, it's right here. Allowing the the child to lead the session. Mm -hmm. um, I, I bet that's very important. It's huge. I, I wanted to touch on that because, I mean, as as you know, you know, a lot of this population they don't get the chance to make you know choices and decisions, you know, because they're deemed as unable to. Um, you know, and then this, this particular client, I mean, he's really young anyway, he's about five years old. So, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but still, you know, it's, it's, it's empowering, you know, it gives him a chance to say, Hey, someone's listening to me. Someone's validating, you know, it's really validating to have somebody, you know, back you up in a sense this time, you know, not being told right. what to do, but like, Hey, you express yourself in the way that you need to, and I'm going to listen and I'm going to, you know, do whatever I can to support you. So there's a lot happening, you know, to, to, someone that's just, you know, popping on and they may say, oh, it's just a kid playing a drum. But, you know, there's a lot of like rich things, you know, uh, that are coming from that, you know, and he's making eye contact and, you know, he's following it while he still has that sense of control. He's still following directions because he's sitting down nicely, you know, right. and he's holding the drumsticks nice. And, you know, this is huge because, you know, especially for somebody who, um, you know, maybe has behavior issues or, um, you know, doesn't really like open up or express themselves. So a lot of cool things um, are really happening uh, during this this moment. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad that you explained that because you're right. Somebody could just look at this as well. It's just like, you know, like I do that with my kid at home. I let them play their drums, mm -hmm. but it's the interaction. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, it's the following directions and understanding that, hey, I'm kind of in charge here because she's doing what I'm doing versus the other way around right. and yeah, getting that one-on-one. -on -one. So this looks to me and, to, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that this is in maybe the little guy's home. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, you are able to do individual sessions, but do you also have group therapy sessions and what, if you do, what does that look like compared to an individual session? Oh, sure. Yes, we absolutely have group sessions. Um, so we've been fortunate enough to be able to push our individual sessions into the homes now, uh, which is very helpful for families. And, you know, it helps mm -hmm. the clients as well because they're in a familiar space. You know, they can really just let their hair down, <laughs> so to speak. Right. Um, but for the group sessions, uh, we um, 
<clears throat> we're currently at, I don't know, am I allowed to say like names of institutions? I did say my school earlier. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I okay. mean, it's, I don't care. Um. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I just want, you know, I, I don't know. I just want to make sure. But um, we do groups up at the L Center of Excellence in Jupiter. Okay. Um, so that is like autism universe. Um, you know, we have a, a lower school there, a high school there, and then everything in between <laughs> and outside of that community programs as well. Uh -huh. So we do groups up there. Uh, and then every so often we'll do groups outside of there. Um, but the groups there, um, you know, the goals are more focused on social interactions, um, you know, motor functioning, making choices. So while you know, clients still benefit from their own experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's more catered towards like the group experience as well. So, you know, our therapists, you know, we're always asking, okay, hey, you know, let's participate. Hey, engage, you know, engage this way. Hey, it's your turn. Hey, this, you know, but still it's more about, you know, everybody coming together, um, you know, and in, in, in whatever way that they can, whatever way that they want to. Um, so, you know, we've yeah. had groups that are very mixed so you may have groups of, of clients that are super vocal and verbal and expressive and, you know, kind of run the show. Um, and then, you know, we have uh, some in the group that, um, you know, may not be verbal or they may use their uh, communication device, um, you know, like their iPad to, you know, make choices in the group. Um, so the beautiful thing about that is that everybody can come together, like I said before, but everybody can participate, you know, and yeah. I think in any other type of a setting, it would kind of be unheard of, <laughs> you know, to to bring, you know, a group of, of people with, with autism together. It's like, ah, I don't know if that's a good idea, but, you know, in, with music, like, I, I think music helps you achieve the the unthinkable. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I tend to think that too, because it is, it's such a coming together type of environment, you know, there's, it always seems like, you know, if you're somewhere and all of a sudden a song comes on and several people recognize the song, you can just see there's a, a change. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're even if you're walking around the mall, you know, right. and, a, and a song comes over the PA system and, you know, you, you might start seeing people sway or smile or, you know, tapping their foot if they're sitting still or maybe some people. I mean, <laughs> I embarrass my family all the time. <laughs> Because when we're at our local Target or, you know, Walmart and I hear a song come over, I'll start dancing depending on, you know, the song and the kind of mood that I'm in. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times they're like, okay, I don't know you. And, you know, they walk away. But sometimes they're just like, whatever, it's mom, you know, or it's my wife, it's, you know. <laughs> With the masks, it helped a little bit because they're like, yeah. okay, nobody can really tell who I am. So right, right, yeah, yeah. Like I hear, I see something. I, I hear something. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you sound like me, but I I sing, so I just sing out loud. I'm just like ah, you know, walking yeah. down the hill. So you know, that's okay. Well, I've <laughs> I've done that over the years. I like I'll hear a phrase that will trigger you know some tune in my head from some other, and so I'll change the the words of the song to match, you know, whatever. And yeah, I, I randomly break out in songs, lyrics that aren't real song lyrics. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I did that with my students, you know, and, and we incorporated music a lot. And I tried um, to have maybe some classical music playing during downtime or some quiet 
you know, some sort of music when they were taking assessments or doing assessments, you know, trying to stimulate and calm all of this, you know, stimulate the parts of the brain that I wanted to activate while they were trying to get this information out, but calm the rest of them so that they weren't so worried about the assessment, um, whatever kind of, you know, whether it was just a classroom test or a standardized assessment or whatever. And, um, but it, I didn't do as much research as probably, you know, could have been done as far as really triggering and getting specific kinds of music for specific situations. Mm -hmm. And, and what you just mentioned, you know, um, not all of my students cared for classical music. So <laughs> that wasn't always a motivator for them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, that, that became a distraction for some people because then they had to, to block that sound out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, understanding that I eventually I was so thankful when the um, like the iPods came out and I could put specific songs uh -huh. and then give that with headphones to specific students. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't everybody having to listen to the same thing. And um, it's always it was always interesting to me. Some of the music that some of the kids said, no, really, this helps me calm down. And I'm thinking this is like you said, like Metallica. And I'm like, how is that calming? <laughs> Exactly. It's it's amazing, you know, and it's like music is so awesome for that because it's it can be simple or it can be complex, you know. So someone really might need that just simplicity, you know, of just you know someone humming, you know, versus they need the complexity of jazz or you know heavy metal or whatever, you know. So right. Have there been that leads me to to a thought that I. I, I didn't have prior to just a second ago. Are there certain types of music that it's been determined tend to work better for maybe people with certain disabilities? Has that been narrowed down that much? Um, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't believe so. In my own experiences, it's been whatever, you know, the client's yeah, the individual whatever they you know whatever they prefer um it would be good to to check and see you know if there's been studies specifically on that but just in experiences with across the board with all clients it's just really like whatever you know they they prefer yeah and that's what it was for me in special education too i never wanted to say oh well this student has autism or down syndrome or cerebral palsy and so therefore this is the program I have to use because this is what I've been told works because each person that came to me was a person first and they were an individual person and they had their own styles. And so I'm, I'm glad in a way that you didn't really have a perfect answer for that yeah. <laughs> because that, that tells me that you really are about the individuals that you're working with and trying to, to, meet them where they are and, and find their personal interests. Yeah. So um, on, and I don't remember, I think I found it on your website. So I'm gonna jump over and see if I can find it. I thought I had it marked, I do have it marked. So um, this is something, I guess this is kind of that group therapy that we mentioned just a few minutes ago, the inter-ability chorus. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was looking at your website and this is from the, um, Palm Beach County fall of 2019. I'm guessing that 2020 was not a great year for music therapy. In your business. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to share here, I have to actually switch for just a second because I don't know if it's, it's not pulled up 
hang on one second. So what I'm going to share is um, it's an eight minute video, but I'm only going to share about the last minute of it. And it was your organization and one specific person in your organization that I got now I got it. Okay. I'm trying to figure out like which tab did I have it on? Um, and so the the rest of the video is little pictures of you guys preparing. And then it, there's individuals um, that are in here that you talk about, you know, kind of give their names and stuff. And this is the very last bit of that video. And I found this really, really cool. And I hope that everyone else does too. I might, I'm going to try to start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, now that you've seen it a little bit, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully I shared the... Can you hear it? Yes. Okay. why that happened. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, most people, I presume, and I'll be honest, I, I probably have the same uh, limit in my head at one point of, well, singing is with your voice. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have associated sign language with singing. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I, obviously he is part of the interability chorus yes. and uh, I will let you tell what that is and then share about this gentleman and how that all happens in the chorus and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the interability chorus, that's, that's what my other baby. Um, and uh, it's, it was birthed from, um, you know, I've had a lot of experience working with this population and um, I've done some smaller choirs at our adjacent high school. Um, we also do this group up at the L Center. Uh, we, um, Whole Vibes collaborates with the Palm Beach Opera and the L Center of Excellence for this one, this particular group. Um, but at our high school, I've done numerous, numerous, um, you know, s small choir groups and a guitar group. Um, and I'm really big on performance. Um, and I think there's so much therapeutic benefit that comes from performing, um, you know, that doesn't really, doesn't always get tapped into. I think sometimes, you know, maybe on a smaller scale, but I like to do things big. <laughs> um, so uh, the Interability Chorus was birthed, um, you know, between myself and um, the Palm Beach Opera team. You know, we started a relationship with the school and them. Uh, and I said, hey, you know what? You guys have teaching artists that are really great with our with our you know students. Like, there's something here, you know. And and I wanted to create a program because, as you know, um, but you know, maybe your listeners don't. You know, a lot of uh, well, not a lot of 
all of our uh, high school students, they age out at 22. So, you know, it's like, where do they go after that? What do they do? Right. We have all these cool activities for them, you know, at school, after school, but then it's like, you know, they might go to a group home and then that's it, you know, who knows what, you know, what, what is, is there for them outside of, outside of school, if they can't get a job, you know, for example. So anyway, you know, that's where my mindset was. I was like, okay, I want to reach that population, um, you know, the adults. Um, and so uh, we started the interability chorus and I was like, this choir thing works so well. Um, you know, we have the, these awesome partners. Um, and then, you know, we, I think there's a need for this, you know, so our, our guys, you know, need something else to do. Um, and, and, and something positive and expressive, you know, that they enjoy. So, right. um, so we started the, the inner ability chorus, uh, that same year, that was our first, that was after our first performance, that video. Um, but the goal and what, what I always tell people is that I believe my, my personal philosophy is that anyone could be successful in making music. So, you know, it just might not look like what you and I think, you know, like you said before, you know, you're like, I didn't think, you know, someone could sign and that would be, you know, they'd be able to participate in a, in a chorus. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like, you know, however we can get them to engage. So um, in my smaller choirs, we've had, and actually that same gentleman that was in the back seat, he's used his uh, iPad to communicate and sing along with us as well, you know, in addition to the sign language. So, you know, I'm like, okay, everyone has a voice. We just got to figure it out. You know, we haven't had um, anyone that like hasn't been able to do either yet because I'm ready to, you know, if someone wants to participate and they want to hold a shaker and shake, mm -hmm. fine. You know, that's cool. That's your yeah. voice, you know? So, um, so when, you know, when that time comes, we'll be ready for them. <laughs> but, awesome. um, yeah, the, the interability course, um, you know, it's for ages, uh, 16 and up and for all abilities. Uh, so the interability part, that's where that kind of comes from. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that we're working with, you know, the Palm Beach Opera. So that's why I was like, okay, that's a neat kind of catchy. It's different wow. kind of name. Um, but we rehearse um, kind of for like a semester, you might as well say. Um, and then uh, we perform at the end of the season. So COVID did kind of knock us out a little bit. Um, we did re start rehearsing online, but it was absolutely, <laughs> it was it was rough. doing. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, doing things with the group in general and like getting people to sing at the same time on Zoom, like it was just uh, like it wasn't them. It was just the, the play. Right. Itself, sure. You know, yeah. So we struggled a bit. So, um, you know, uh, we ended up doing like one big performance and someone edited a video for us and all of that. I should um, put that up there, too, um, and share that with you guys. Um, and then let's see what else happened. Um, yeah. So, and then of course, you know, we're able to meet in person again, but then we have to be outside and then we have to have masks on and it's hot. You know, we just had our, um, our fourth season chorus, uh, concert, um, in June. So, you know, we're still, we're still plugging away, but, it, but it's great because, um, you know, we have, uh, very various levels of functioning. I'll say, um, you know, we have our guys again, like the group setting, I, you know, um, you know, illustrated before, you know, we have those that are really social and can really sing really, really like, you know, like, wow, you know, you can actually sing. And then we have our guys that, you know, do sign language and, you know, may not really, um, you know, talk to anybody in the group, but they'll still sing a little bit, you know, really soft, you know, yeah. so, um, but there's, and they're still learning skills. Um, so, you know, another goal besides just the interactive piece of it and, um, you know, just getting our guys to, um, you know, uh, enjoy the experience 
um, you know, is to get them to perform because um, that's huge. Uh, you know, I think we're breaking barriers with that in, in itself. Um, you know, something that I learned early on working with uh, one of our lower schools um, is that, you know, it's not about the perfection of it, but like it's just about the the action of it, you know, the fact that we're like doing it, you know, because to the parents and the audience, it's like their son or daughter is performing on the Met stage, you know, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) yeah, I I don't know if I kind of got lost in my words, but um, no, you're good. It's a really great uh, experience for everybody involved. You know, our teams, we learn a lot, you know, but um, we have our, our guys, our core, our our singers, they come back, you know, every season, um, you know, and, we really want to hope to expand uh, someday as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an amazing program that would benefit so many people just mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, but yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm trying to think um, how this, how this works. Like, do you just do private sessions or do you go into schools and do you know, is there music therapy in schools or are they more just music programs, you know, where it's teaching how to read music and how to play instruments and, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's very interesting that you asked that. Um, (laughs) It's kind of like a hodgepodge of everything. So, um, I've really created the music programs at um, the, you know, the certain school that, that we contract with now. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work there full time and all of that. So um, it's been a lot of trying to like figure it out as I went along, you know, I've been there for, for years now. Uh, so I have a really good system going, thank God. Um, but it's, it, you know, it was like, okay, you know, we need to try to meet these standards, but I'm not, you know, a teacher, I'm a music therapist, you know? Right. So, Hey, what are we, you know, what are we going to do to meet those standards? And it's like, oh, use your music therapy skills to help achieve those, those goals too. You know, it's just, it just looks a little bit different. Um, so I say that it's, it's the best of both worlds because the students, if they're able, you know, to really grasp that, like, this is what a music note sounds like and is, you know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the more abstract part of music, um, if they're able to grasp that, great. So then we're on a track, you know, to really learn, you know, I've, I've taught many classes, guitar, you know, how to play piano, you know, they know solfege notes, you know, they, they know a lot of, of different like technical music aspects. Um, but then like, if we have a group that's not so high functioning, I'll say for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, you know, then they get the, they get that music therapy component, but they're still learning at the same time. Does right. that make you know they'll get that social social interaction so it's like they get the best of both worlds because I'm coming at it I'm teaching from a music therapist standpoint (laughs) so it's like okay this really isn't going great let's shift to this and then get everybody involved you know and then this will be our goal for the class so you know for some classes um you know I've come up with like hygiene songs and you know this is how we behave this is how we express ourselves this is how we relax and that's great because they're still learning right you know, not necessarily the strict music stuff, um, you know, or, you know, maybe they'll, uh, you know, we have color coded instruments and, you know, handbells and boom whackers and things like that, you know, so it's like, okay, they can match colors. That's a good skill. You know, that's an educational skill, right? Um, but it's also therapeutic, you know, at the same time. So, yeah, so it's like a, a mixture of things. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I, that's very important. So I'm, 
going to share my screen again because I'm looking at your website. So I want to make sure that my audience can see um, what the website is and the address. Whoops, I missed the I missed the tab that I was supposed to click on. Uh oh, um, there. Okay, hopefully this. There we go. So the um, website is wholevibes.com. I'm sorry, myholevibes.com. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, under the songs for you tab, um, we have all kinds of different songs here. So this one says it's for relaxing. This one is washing your hands. Um, this one is calming down. And then here's another one for washing hands. So um, I'm going to... Is it, how long are these? Do you know? Um, probably like a couple minutes each. Okay. I'm just going to play this one. This, okay. cause I mean, I feel like anybody can use this one, <laughs> the calming down one. <laughs> This is you singing, right? Yes. You have a beautiful voice. And I imagine this is you also playing. Mm -hmm. So then just drop the music and give everybody a chance to feel, just, you know, have a moment of relaxing without someone saying, <laughs> right. And you know, we again with the live music, you can repeat whatever as many times, you know, go back to another part that needs to be reinforced, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, anybody can use that. <laughs> I mean, I really, I think, you know, they don't. I, I think everybody could benefit from from hearing that. Um, is there any other tab that you want me to jump to? Is there anything that you want me to show? If not, I'll stop sharing your your website um we do the video resources um and we're doing we do more of those now on instagram and facebook mm -hmm. um but we love to you know just share ways that music can be used for you know for the music therapist the music teacher 
or, you know, regular Joe Schmo. Um, you know, if you need ideas, um, you know, those are really great, uh, great tools, um, you know, to, to tap into. Yeah. So colorful music therapy. Tell me about that one. That oh, one looks interesting. You know what? I, I think I, I, oh, I, don't, I don't remember. We post so much stuff. Um, All right. You want me to play it? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm always thinking about like, what am I worried about? summer, everybody. Erica here from Whole Vibes Music Therapy and Music Experiences in Palm Beach County. I'm bringing you my top five favorite ways to use my new favorite supply. You ready for it? It's a big, it's a big deal. Multi-colored popsicle sticks. Can you believe that for music therapy? Check these out. Okay, my number one way to use these cool tools is to evoke emotional discussion and connection. Um, so one way to do that is to simply write emotions on the stick. That one says fear. This one, happiness. And I picked those colors for a reason. Sadness. And this one really isn't a feeling, but I put friendship. Um, so really the goal with that, and I would use this with one of my adult groups, is to, you know, elicit emotion. So think of a song that, you know, uh, reminds you of being happy. Or think of a song that makes you feel sad. And then we would go deeper into, why does it make you feel this way? Um, so then going a step further, you could take these, log the responses, and then uh, the clients will be able to identify what songs make them feel a certain way and why. And maybe they need to avoid those songs. Maybe they're triggers for them. Or maybe they need to gravitate to those songs a little bit more. Maybe those songs are really healing. So it's just really about awareness. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop that there. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, for me to pick that one, and it happened to be the one that was welcome summer, and here we are in summer. So <laughs> that was fabulous. I did good. <laughs> good job. I know you're like, what is it? I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> That's what's so good about this show is God leads me to things, and you know, um, to and and it's it's a very relaxed show, and and things just happen sometimes. So, so that is your website. So that was whole myholevibes.com and then you have your um, Facebook page which we saw mm -hmm. and um, while I'm jumping over to your unless there's something else you want me to show from the website sorry well, no nothing nothing specifically okay um, so make sure you guys if you go to her website that you check out the video resources and that one was um, the color strategy so um, I think it was the like third or fourth one on the on the scroll um, and so on your YouTube page, before I get over there, I did want to talk to you about like your numbers, um, you know, like, so how many students do you typically work with in a school year? And then how many um, clients do you have or how many members do you have in the interability course? Okay. So uh, during the school year, we work with approximately 130 students wow. uh, because we work with the, the entire school. So as we've you know, talked about, touched on before about, you know, are you doing music therapy in the classroom? Are you doing education part? Um, in this case, everybody comes to music class. So, um, you know, like I said, it just kind of depends on whatever goals we're working on in each class. Um, so yeah, about, about 130 students there. 
Um, and then the inner ability chorus, we usually have about 15 per season. Um, sometimes the numbers fluctuate, you know, up or down. We're still pretty new, um, but we're hoping to grow. And then as far as clients in the community, um, we are up to about 30. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're growing. We have a team uh, of therapists that go into the homes now. Um, so, and I want to say that, you know, something good that, that came out of COVID was, um, you know, the ability to start doing virtual sessions one-on-one that's been, that's been better than like the whole group thing online. Um, but, uh, you know, so we've been able to serve clients, um, you know, all the way up in Washington state, um, and then, you know, clients that are still homebound, um, and, but, but local, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting bigger and, um, you know, serving more. Um, so we're very excited about that. That's awesome. So here's your YouTube channel. Um, and looks like, um, not really sure how many videos are here, but, um, is there one, there's your colorful music therapy one again. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> is there one, um, that you see that, um, you want me that would maybe showcase the inter ability like would this one here actually show them singing um look like it it looks like it's practice still let's see if you go back um i don't know if we have anything that shows like specifically singing i know we have different ones of of the chorus i think Mm -hmm. any one of the chorus i'm trying to remember i know we had like a, a news promo i put it on there um and then yeah, I, I'm not sure which one specifically, but either any one of those. Um, Let's see, yeah, like that one. These are all. That's you. Sorry, oh, not, okay. not trying to skip over you, but <laughs> maybe the maybe special needs chorus and Palm Beach. I know that that I think that one was the news promo. Uh, no, I don't we have to watch advertisements to become first. the backdrop. Unforgettable. <laughs> I need to get some up there. That's a good. Uh, I call it my babe. I really wanted a chance to uh, bring this into the community, you know, because I know there's so many people with uh, various abilities. Erica Lyles is a music therapist directing a diverse choir of voices that many may ignore. We have one gentleman who does sign language, which is great, you know, because it's like, okay, who says you have to absolutely sing, you know, to be able to be a part of this. These singers are all on the autism spectrum, all over 16. Some have lived their whole life feeling different. But on this stage at the L Center for Excellence, they are the stars. Who washed Washington's white rolling underwear from being shy and really closed off, uh, maybe not being able to make eye contact or communicate or express themselves or really use words uh, to being able to perform in front of people. That is just what they will be doing in December, a big holiday show with the help of the Palm Beach Opera. We just believe that everybody has a story to tell and that music is the way to do that. The symphony of special singers is allowing many to hit a high note. I feel that we each have our own tastes, you know? And that's a good thing. (laughs) It sure is. That is music to the ears of the woman who wrote the first chorus of what is sure to be a big hit. My biggest excitement is when I see somebody up there and they're smiling because they're proud of themselves. Oh, 
memories. That was when we first started. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know I did find on your Facebook page. The problem that I have, though, is that it is sideways. Yeah. Um, it looks like this is from when you had maybe your summer concert this past June. Yeah. Well, I, we're still in June. I guess I shouldn't say your past. No, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 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 We we're working on technology. I, that's my next endeavor. Figure that out next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, did you live stream this? Is that, yeah. Since uh -huh. it was live. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see, here's the picture of the whole group. It looks like, um, mm -hmm. had, looks like y'all had Mickey mouse ears on and yeah, we do a Disney theme for the show, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. We have just a few minutes left, and I want to make sure that, you know, we have covered everything that you wanted to cover today and to give you an opportunity to say whatever else is on your heart or whatever else you wanted to. I think we covered the things that we said we wanted to cover, so. <laughs> but in case something else popped up or we didn't cover something as thoroughly. Oh, I, there's nothing else I can think of. I mean, you know, just, you know, reiterate, like, you know, it's just so important. Music is so powerful and, you know, uh, to, to, to go with your, your show name, no limits. I mean, you know, you, you can't have any limits when, when you're making music. I mean, you know, you don't you, right. you can't just remove them all and, and just allowing someone to participate in their own way is so huge, you know, and it can, you know, um, encourage them to to move further you know I, I like the fact that uh some of our students that i've that i've had over the years um you know some of them have pursued you know playing instruments outside of you know the small guitar awesome. at school or you know whatever like you know this is you know we all have this those opportunities in front of us like everybody should you know i i think um people with special needs and you know disabilities and um they they should have those same opportunities um and, and a lot of times they're like amazing and, and better at it than, <laughs> because, you know, a lot of, you know, um, I've had several uh, clients with autism and, you know, they have perfect pitch, you know, and you're like, yeah. what? I don't even have that. Like, what are you, you know, <laughs> so yeah. we don't, don't underestimate anyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just want to make it clear that you do see clients locally, but thanks to the pandemic, you've realized that you can reach out to clients across the country or clients can reach out to you from across the country. Yes. Um, okay. So if anybody's watching, cause this, you know, this is on YouTube, so it is a worldwide thing. So you may become an international teacher. You might have somebody that watches me or, you know, watches this from overseas somewhere and, um, and they can reach out to you as well. And so again, the website is myholevibes.com and it won't let me put comments in right now because we're pre-recording this for the episode airing, but I will make sure to put the website on there um, the day of, or maybe not exactly when it pops up, but as soon as I remember that it's on there since I'll be on vacation next week um, or I'm on vacation while this airs, I should say that like I'm, I'm you know, doing this intentionally. Um, and yeah, and then the Facebook page is Whole Vibes. Um, uh, whole Vibes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are you also on Instagram or yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah. And, at, at my whole vibes, everything's the same at my whole vibes. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. 
Erica, thank you so much for being part of the show today. I so appreciate you and everything that you are doing. I love music and I myself was in choir when I was in junior high and high school and then at church. And um, I love to sing. I'm, I'm probably not as good at it as your voice was absolutely beautiful as you were singing that song before. But um, yeah, I, I think music is the, if there is one thing that connects everybody or is universal, I think music is it because it doesn't have to have words right. in order to react to it. Yes. Yeah. So agreed. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a, a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, next time you see your mama, give her a hug from me or I'll give her a hug from you if I see her first. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.